Hello Forever Family. My name is Shannon. I'm the Recovery Pastor. And in this episode, um, we're going to piggyback off of the last episode. So the last episode was called Confess. It's the recovery step where um, we confess our whole hearts. And we talked about how um, confessing our whole heart is like chicken noodle soup to the spiritually sick heart. So in this episode, we're going to go from confess to admit, and this is a giant leap of faith for some people because it's very scary to actually admit. So last week, you know, we talked about, again, chicken noodle soups, good for the soul, but it's also good for the body because um, fear, guilt, and shame actually have physical implications. They can really start working on you physically and your health. So today let's look at admit. Admit is to confess to be true. It also means to allow someone to enter a place. So we're going to look at those two different, to me very different definitions. Again, the first one is to confess to be true. So, you know, you're probably thinking, well, this stuff's common sense. Why have we got to state the obvious? Well, I will tell you why. Because most of the time, the obvious is the first thing to get overlooked. So let's state a few obvious things. Hurting people hurt people. Healed people help people. Saved people serve people. Now, we do not serve to be seen or to get a pat on the back. We serve because we have been there. We have gone through the process, the pruning process, the recovery process, the healing process. And it's it's one small step for our brothers and sisters when we help them. But it's a giant leap of faith when we actually admit our wrongs. Because again, fear will jump into our minds and we fear how people will see us. So in the last episode, we talked about how uh, guilt, shame, and fear held us prisoner. And we also talked about there are counter weapons to fear, guilt, and shame, and that is repentance, restoration, and redemption. You see, that's why we serve. We serve because we have experienced repentance, restoration, and redemption. We openly admit because when we do this, we gain the healing that the Bible promises us. In James 5, 16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. We're not in this alone. We're in this together. And we are so much more alike, really, than we are different. And it's when we go through this confession and this admit step that we find out We are so much alike. We gain the support of our recovery family and our faith family. One of the hardest things that we go through, though, is to admit honestly. And I mean just as brutally honest. We admit our sins or our weaknesses to each other. And the reason why this is so hard, because pride gets in the way. We fear what people will think of us. There are so many times I've sat and listened to people want to admit or or want to confess, and the first thing they say is, please don't think bad of me. 
because we try so hard to maintain control of everything around us. We try to control everything so that our lives don't look like they're falling apart. We try to control the people that's in our lives so that so that everybody sees us as perfect, a perfect little knit family. And we try to control the situations so our life doesn't look out of control and unmanageable. The biggest thing we have in common is that we actually cannot control anything except ourselves. We can control our expressions, our words, our actions, our decisions, or we can not control any of that and let the vicious cycle continue like we talked in the episode of Confess. And you know, I tell you what, I, I'm so thankful that God does not require us to confess and admit all of our wrongs to every single person around us before he will forgive us. Could you imagine if you had to, every person you came in contact now, every person that you came in contact with, if you had to confess and admit all of your wrongs before God would forgive you, could you imagine? I'm so thankful we don't have to do that. I mean, can somebody out there say amen? Because that would be horrifying. Like we would all just live under a rock probably because we wouldn't want to talk to anybody. We don't need a special preacher to hear our sins before God will forgive us. But we do have to admit our wrongdoings. You know, we have enough people around us who like to twist our words or our actions in order to alter how people see us. Could you imagine confessing and admitting to everybody about everything would absolutely, surely be the devil's playground? Could you imagine devil's playground being worse than it is today in society? I don't think we can handle it. So why do we admit our sins to one another ever? 1 John 1, this, this chapter explains. But 1 John 1 says, we confess our sins to God. Step one. Step two. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. We must believe that with our whole hearts. This is so that we can live in fellowship together with each other in God's truth. Admitting our sins to someone that we trust, that enables us to pray for each other, with each other, and over each other. This is to encourage us to keep on keeping on. And when we fall short and we fall down due to our flesh, we can get back up and keep going. You know, sometimes we have to ask someone directly to forgive us. But admitting is the first step toward healing that relationship. We must speak truth in love to each other. We cannot scold each other. But when we speak truth and love, we're helping each other to grow in our walks. 
Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. We must richly speak truth into the lives of others, not throw hellfire and brimstone, not speak condemnation. We must stop acting like the small sins are enough to confess, but we want to hide our big sins because in God's eyes, sin is sin. There's no gauge. There's no different levels. They're all the same. We as humans put different gauges and levels on them because if I tell you this, you won't think so bad of me, and so we can still be friends. But if I tell you this other, you're going to think so badly of me. We do that to ourselves. We create, like we will have a whole conversation in our brains of what the other person is going to say before we even give them a chance to hear us out. You know, this is why our small groups in recovery are so important. And our Sunday school groups, it gives us the opportunity to confess and admit in a safe place. You know, our, our small groups in recovery, it's not a time to sit and unload all the week's garbage. It's meant to be a trusted place of prayer and healing. And in recovery, there's a chip system. When you come up and you grab that next blue chip, that reason you get that chip is between you and God. There's no explanation needed. But I will tell you this. When I know for me personally, when I see someone come up and get a new blue chip, I get excited. I want to celebrate because that means to me that person has, has laid another something down. So they've reached a new level of healing. Each blue chip goes through a healing process. And so when you get that next blue chip, it's like, okay, I'm ready to lay something else down. And I look at that as a celebration. I wish people would stop worrying that people are seeing that as, oh, I relapsed. Oh, I fell down and, and did some things I shouldn't have done. That's, that's not. Get that out of your head. That's the enemy trying to tell you that. It's exciting because that means you're ready to lay something else down and go through a new level of healing. Okay, so remember when we said admit is to confess to be true. Um, that doesn't mean that we just confess and admit as if to get her done and grab a grace ticket and hop on the redemption train and we're done. That's not what it means. It means that we must humble our hearts, drop our pride. We don't need to look perfect. We need to take off the mask and reveal what is making us sick. We need to express what is hurting our hearts. So the other definition, if you remember, it said admit is to allow someone into a place. So for just a moment, let's go Old Testament. The tabernacle. That was two rooms. It was the holy place and the holy of holies. Priests were allowed into the holy place, but only the highest priest was allowed into the holy of holies to be in the presence of God. This was the most hallowed place of all. Inside it, there was the Ark of the Covenant, and it had the mercy seat of God upon it. The most holy priest was to offer sacrifice 
for the sins of the whole nation. And the two rooms were separated by a veil. Now let's jump into the New Testament. Jesus went to the cross to be the living sacrifice for all of our sins. And when he did that, the veil was torn. This allows us to come straight into God's presence. This is making a way for us to fall on our knees at the foot of the cross, at the foot of God's throne, to admit our sins and receive forgiveness of our sins. Not only are we allowed to come straight to the foot of the throne in the Holy of Holies, in the presence of God to admit our sins. But this allows us to directly receive forgiveness. And when we repent, we directly receive restoration and redemption. You see, to admit is not to make others like us. It's not to become part of the group or another gossip conversation. It's to cleanse our hearts so that in eternity we will be allowed to enter the place that has been prepared for us. As you do some self-reflection about admitting, I pray that you admit everything that is heavy on your heart. And I also pray that God's hand of mercy rests upon you, giving you peace as he forgives your confession and as he uh, forgives everything that you've admitted. Just like the blue chip, that's between you and God. This conversation of admitting is between you and God. So I pray that whatever the enemy is trying to scare you with or hold you in prisoner with, I pray that you don't even listen to him, that you fall on your knees because Jesus will meet you wherever you hit your knees. He's already there waiting. He's just asking you to humble your heart and hit those knees and confess. As you go forward through through this week, remember, always just be a blessing. A simple smile can be more of a blessing than we'll ever know. Speak life. Sometimes your simple, cheerful hello can speak life into a dead situation. And most importantly, put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. And until next time, much agape, everybody.